Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. This is the Longhorn Confidential for Tuesday, November 21st. I'm Danny Davis, the Austin American Statesman. As always, joined by Kirk Bowles, Cedric Golden. They're currently at home. TJ is in New York City after watching the uh, Longhorns play basketball the last couple of days, but he's about to jump on a plane and get on home. But uh, we're going to switch up our format for this podcast, um, kind of change things up from what we usually do. Since it's a holiday weekend, um, I think we kind of need to have a little bit of a Thanksgiving extravaganza and have a little turkey themed uh, podcast here. So we're going to start with uh, the first question, you know, on Thursday, when you have the family over, you're sitting around the table, there are certain things you don't talk about because they're just going to cause drama. You don't talk about (laughs) politics. You don't talk about your dating life. um, You don't talk about family, family drama. And you may not want to talk about the big 12 tiebreaker because that thing is a mess as I personally found out this past weekend. But, um, Kirk, I know you've been kind of on the on on the phone with the the office the last couple of days, uh, trying to figure all this stuff out. You know, could you explain to your family on Thursday what's actually at play? Do you understand this tiebreaker at all? What's actually going on with this tiebreaker scenario? Yeah, you're darn right. Texas wins are in. So all you need to so know. Smart. So smart. <laughs> I like to boil it down to the basics. Okay, so. Yeah, Bob Berter from the Big 12 office yesterday told me there are 128 possible outcomes. And it's kind of like when you order something on Amazon, easy to assemble, and you get there in like, you know, only 62 steps. You know, I just want nothing to do with stuff like that. So, yeah, best I can tell is Texas loses and K-State loses and Oklahoma and Oklahoma State win, Texas is out and OU and OSU are in. And so far, that's the only scenario I've been able to ascertain from the, from the league office. So they haven't done a spreadsheet or anything like that. So, But they promised to do that after Friday's game. So, so yeah. are, are, you, are, are you sure about that, Kirk? Because based on what I read from the Big 12, they will – this is how bad they are. Uh, they will update it after Texas game Friday, like you said. Right, after Friday. Like, yeah, sure. Okay, that definitely makes it easier, but we kind of want to know beforehand. <laughs> but, kind of important, right? Kind of important. So Yeah, what a mess. This is so The league office told me it's a minuscule chance for Texas not to get in, but, you know, the way some of the officiating flags have gone, eh, minuscule might be enough to keep them out. So the best bet is to win the game, Danny. That's the best I, mean, I got Okie State and OU will probably win. So if it sounds like Texas loses the Tech, I mean, that's not exactly minuscule. No, and K-State plays Iowa State. It is in Manhattan, but yeah. uh, you guys saw up close and personal how good Iowa State could be. They were at home. Yeah. But uh, it, what a it's, just absurd. it's just absurd that it's come down to this. And I don't know, maybe you, you get this image of your market as office with all these crumpled up piece of papers, you know, uh, around his desk and just kind of keep coming up with scenarios. So, you know, it should be easy on all of us if Texas won that we don't have to worry about any of that nonsense. 
I will, I will say, I don't think the Big 12 necessarily bathed themselves with glory um, with how they've handled the uh, this tiebreaker scenario. I mean, they did have to issue a clarification last week, which was kind of a mess and kind of got all the OU fans screaming conspiracy. And with um, all the uncertainty going into this week and it just being really hard to read, I'm sure there's some, there's some Texas fans who may be screaming conspiracy if um, – you know, the team that's ranked seventh in the college football rankings somehow misses the Big 12 championship game. Um, so I don't I don't I mean, I don't know if uh, this is the future with there being so many teams in these conferences now. And, you know, the Big Ten having, you know, what, 16 teams or whatever. I mean, it may be hard to just have a, a simple tiebreaker. And this is just what we're going to be dealing with every year from here on out going forward with these with these mega conferences. But, um, man, that thing. I'm I'm not the smartest person in the world, and I, I wasn't great in, great in school. But man, I felt like I was taking like an econ 400 class or something like that, re- reading over that thing. That thing is is tough to read, and you know, there's a lot there's a lot of people who are smarter than I am who were just as stumped and just as just as confused. So uh, I, I don't. Know. And the Big Ten's going to 18 teams next year. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just nuts. It's crazy. Um, let's let's have. Talk about some things that are a little bit funner than um than than a uh, tiebreaker scenario, but um you know what does this Texas team have to be thankful for um in 2023? I'm sure you know when we all sit around the table, we'll you know thank be thankful for our health and our family and you know still having jobs and all that. But uh as far as this Texas team, what does Steve Sarkeesian and this crew have to be thankful for? Uh, Seth, we'll start with you. Well, after what they went through in 2021, they have to be thankful that they were able to figure some things out. And as older players and coaches, uh, that 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 they are that we're talking about them as a national championship contender, a uh, Big 12 tiebreaker, be damned. And so, um, we talked to Christian Jones on um, Monday, and he was thankful for Coach uh, Flood, who who just. Um, has turned him into like an NFL prospect. And uh, Sarkeesian was so good on um, Monday, talking about the culture of the team and talking about transparency and vulnerability and accountability and love. Um, It feels like, and I don't want to go cliche here, Doug, because we've heard it so many times. It really feels like these guys care about each other this year. And you probably hear that more on 10 and one teams than you do on, on six and five teams, but I just feel a closeness and a kinship uh, between those guys. And, and it starts at the top with the coach. So I think they're, I think they're really thankful for um, the locker room, the love. We heard them after the game partying in that locker room. Uh, Danny, Danny and Thomas can tell you, duck, those guys are having fun. Uh, There's love there. And I think they're happy for that. DJ. I, I think that um, be thankful for that depth that, that Sark has been talking about. And that means just the recruiting the last couple of years, the cycles have been so strong. I mean, look at CJ Baxter, you know, Jonathan Brooks is a dope Walker candidate. He goes down with an injury and, you know, they might miss a little beat without JB back there, but CJ stepped in the backfield and had a hundred yard game. The running game looked good. And to have a five-star kid, that's able to come in and, and take over uh, Brooks's role, that's such a luxury. So be thankful for that recruiting staff that Sark and those guys have been doing the last few years. Kirk? Ten wins, baby. 
be thankful for 10 wins. <laughs> it's only been since 2009 in the regular season. So wow. uh, it had to win the Sugar Bowl in, what was it, 18, uh, to get to 10 wins. So <clears throat> that's something that Longhorn fans and us in the media, we, we all kind of took that for granted. So 10 wins is a great one. Uh, transfer portal, I would think uh, Texas fans should be grateful for the portal because it brings you an A.D. Mitchell. It brings you a Ryan Watts. It brings you a Quinn Ewers. I mean, Texas really, you know, replenished its roster, and you can do that overnight, not just in Colorado. So they can be thankful for a home game against a rival, you know, for their last game to enhance their chances. I think uh, all of us remember that game in Lubbock uh, last year where we all got out with our lives after that field <laughs> storming and overtime. And that was just a crazy affair. And uh, and I would think uh, Texas fans could be grateful and thankful for uh, the assurance of probably a, a CFP berth or a New Year's Six Bowl, you know. And uh, that's been a minute since Sugar Bowl and some of the glory years of uh, Mac Brown era. So they've got a lot on their plate to be thankful for. I would say Texas should be thankful for some big defensive plays. I mean, we've seen some bad defenses here at Texas over – the last five, six years, including the first year of this regime. And but this defense has not been perfect. They've definitely had had some issues, whether it's their past defense numbers or the end of the Oklahoma game. But John A. Barron, huge play against Houston to, you know, seal that win. Um Baron Sorrells, Byron Murphy, huge play to seal the the Kansas State, the Kansas State win, although that was kind of a collective effort. There's a lot of people who made a good play on, on that play. So I mean, this defense has made some big uh stops and big moments to kind of keep Texas's championship hopes alive. And um that's not something that I think a lot of us would have expected from this team even two years ago, um, with PK and his defense and these uh veteran. Veteran players have definitely stepped up this season. Um, when we talked, said mentioned we talked to Christian Jones on Monday, and one of the questions, because I guess we got we asked got to ask the big guys this was, uh, what Thanksgiving foods do you like, and which Thanksgiving foods do you not like? And Christian Jones made a very impassioned uh, defense is the wrong word, but he 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 does not like cranberry sauce, and he uh, let us know it, let us know why why he didn't like it, um, and so. I, I guess if uh, we're talking about if cranberry sauce would ruin uh, Christian Jones's Thanksgiving plate, which Red Raider would ruin Thanksgiving for for Texas? Texas and Texas Tech playing on Friday night at 6.30. It'll be an ABC game. Um, obviously, we've talked about the implications for Texas in this game. So if Texas Tech is going to ruin the Longhorn season, which Red Raider is going to step up? Um, TJ, I'll, I'll give you the alley-oop since you're doing basketball and give you the, the, the number one pick here. I'm not. I'm going to leave Taj Brooks to y'all. Okay. The main product. I love him. Great running back. But I'm telling you, if Tech has a chance of winning this game, it's going to be an ugly, low-scoring affair, in my opinion. And their kicker, Gino Garcia, would have to have a big game. And this Garcia kid, he's a big kid, 6'2", 215. His multiple 50-yard field goals this year already, he's hit from 55. He's been great. He's been 12 of 14 since going 2 of 5 against Wyoming in the opener. And now that Burt Auburn has kind of solidified himself as a favorite, as an all-Big 12 kicker, I think Garcia is the only one who could make a case. Um, so Gino's the cranberry sauce for Texas in this Thanksgiving meal. Be careful. He, he's a good player. Kirk? I don't understand the cranberry thing at all. I mean, why would you waste – 
valuable space in your tummy for something that should be ornamental. It's very pretty. I get that. So good up, old man. I don't understand it. So, uh, but keep, keep it moving. Keep it moving. We'll, we'll get to food in a second. Straight out of the can, cranberry sauce. You don't know TJ, my experience. TJ, you spoke the truth first when you mentioned Taj Brooks. You know, guy's third in the nation. He's got to be the most underrated running back in college football. I mean, I'm on the All American committee, and, you know, he was nominated for that. I mean, he's had eight uh, 100 yard games, had another game with 98 yards. Uh, he's had 400 yard games in in a row, but he's going up against the strength of this Texas defense. I mean, Texas defense is fifth in the nation now, giving up 82.7 yards a game. And Texas defense has held seven teams below 96 yards rushing. That's phenomenal. It's <clears throat> You can make an argument this is one of the best D lines in school history against the run, no question about it. But Taj Brooks is the guy they got to stop. Said. Right, Rico. Um, you can throw it on Texas if you got time. And Baron Martin came in for Tyler Shuck and has done a pretty good job. Um, he's got some good receivers. Um, Xavier Price, I believe, is the Xavier White, Miles Price have combined for about seventy-five catches, and and um, those crossing routes are are troublesome for this defense, for this secondary. And if they can hold their water up front, there's going to be some some throwing lanes open. I mean, it's just how it's been this season. So um, I agree with Thomas. Um, it might be a mutter, but I think they're going to come out and try to throw it because, if I mean, as a layman, I look, I look at these Texas games and these teams have tossed it around a little bit on the Longhorn. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. If they tried to throw it and uh, got got uh, Taj uh, Brooks involved on some dump offs, um, it's a they're a potential dangerous offense. But I, I I love the Texas front, and if they can get pass pass protect, uh, you know, pass pressure uh, on on the uh, Red Raiders, I, I don't think it's going to be a problem. But I do think that the Red Raiders might hit a couple of big plays in the passing game. Um, I'll throw out a defensive name, um, Dadrian Taylor uh, Demerman, who has four interceptions this year. He is going to be, be probably a game time decision, um, according to our friends in Lubbock at the Avalanche Journal with a with a groin issue. But there's a if he is out there, that's a defensive back that Texas definitely needs to be aware of um, when they're having asking Quinny Roos to pass. And then I think you know we got to also talk about uh, Brett Yarmark's favorite coach, Joey McGuire. I mean, the reason Texas uh, Tech won that game last year is because. And they had a lot of stuff to say after the game, but they backed up that talk. They were incredibly aggressive. They did not care about leaving their offense on on the field for for fourth down. They just were not intimidated by this Texas team and felt that they could exploit them in certain areas um, by just being really aggressive. So it'll be interesting to see if Joey um, chooses to again be aggressive because this game, you know, is is you don't want to you know use that Super Bowl cliche, but a win over Texas. Gives Texas Tech a lot of momentum going into the offseason with signing day just a couple couple days away. And, um, you know, Joey will definitely have this plastered all all over the bulletin <laughs> board if he, if he pulls off another win, especially in Austin. So I would give him as my nominee. Um, this game, like I said, played on Black Friday. 
Um, I haven't covered a Texas game on Thanksgiving, but I know that used to be a tradition here until about 20, uh, 2011 when Justin Tucker uh, sent Texas to A&M off to the SEC with that kick. But um, since Texas and Texas A&M are going to play, uh, start playing again next year, I'm kind of curious. Uh, we'll start with Kirk and Sed since they've um, been around this rivalry for, for a while. Um, does this game need to resume be resume being played on Thanksgiving or does it matter when on the calendar it is played? Uh, Kirk, we'll start with you. I wouldn't say Thanksgiving per se, but I would say Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, Thanksgiving has been co-opted by the NFL, and we all know how this country feels about the NFL. So don't knock your head against the wall. But to me, it'd be absolutely criminal not to uh, bring this game back and not play it that week. You know, whether it's Friday or Saturday, to me, is uh, irrelevant. But And Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, is on record as saying, you know, one of the things I know everybody's gone crazy in their heads have exploded over all this uh, massive realignment. But one thing he has said is that OU and Texas are at least contiguous states and they're all aligned geographically, unlike the Pac-12, which is going to cross three time zones, you know. Uh, and then the other thing, too, he said it restores rivalries. He's kind of bragged about that. And he did it again, I think, in Dallas at the Texas OU game. So. If you really want to restore rivalry like Texas, Arkansas, like Texas A&M, restore it to its natural position on Thanksgiving week. And I just think it'd be criminal and insane not to do that. Agree, said. Said, <laughs> you're up. The host muted me. Daniel, you <laughs> muted me. You've been, you've been waiting 15 years to do that. Admit it, Daniel Davis. And you're muted yourself. I can't even hear you. He's doing the people's work, Sid. Oh, my God. <laughs> he is doing God's work here. We're, we're, we're a mess over here at 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> His Twitter followers just went up 8,000, folks. So um, I, I wouldn't do it on Thanksgiving Day because it's Cowboys and, and nobody yeah, – and. I, I always liked it when it was on Friday, you know, for maybe on a Friday would be great or a Saturday because um, college football is about rivalries. College football is about tradition. College football is about doing it like they used to do it. And Thanksgiving weekend for Aggies, Longhorns, that is a perfect, that would be a perfect weekend of football with the Cowboys who I guess we care about them at the Statesman. I'm not <laughs> sure about that, Doug. Um, the Cowboys and and the Aggies uh, in a weekend with all the other games is just wonderful. Texas playing anyone else on Thanksgiving, it's been weird these last 10 or 11 years watching them play other teams when they should be playing the Aggies. So I'm, I'm with the Duck. Put them on Friday. Put them on Saturday. Uh, preferably for me, I'd love to do it on Friday so we can probably get that Saturday off and uh, – and then get ready for the for the um, uh, conference championship game in the SEC. Hey, Thomas, I did not mute you, so you can you can chime in. <laughs> no, I, I agree with both. I agree with both you guys. Um, closing the regular season, and, and it it probably I think Friday really works well. But closing the regular season against the Aggies is, you know, that's what it should be with Texas and A and M. You know, having Texas Tech this weekend. That's nice, you know, but the, the Red Raiders are like a cheap imitation for a rivalry compared to AM. 
They're like one of these knockoff Gucci's I saw on 8th Avenue down the street here in New York. Like oh, they're the wow. knockoffs. The Aggies are the real Gucci when it comes to the rivalry. Bring AM back, bring Aggie back, play on Friday, because like like said and Kirk, Kirk and Seth said, um, the NFL belongs on Thanksgiving now. They own Thanksgiving. So yeah, let's get AM back on Friday. It only makes sense. Yeah, I just definitely timestamped uh, that little rant so I can send that off to our digital people as the uh, what we're going to pull for social media, the uh, invitation. I'm sure that'll get lots of clicks and attention. <laughs> uh, good thing TJ yeah. does not have to go back. To, <laughs> he may have to go back there during basketball season. Um, <laughs> yeah. Personally, personally yeah, about that. I don't really care um, when the game is played. I just want the game to be played. Um, sure, it'll be, it'll be cool if they do play it like on a Black Friday. Um, maybe you can get, you know, an SEC triple header with, you know, Auburn, Alabama, um, you know, the the Egg Bowl as well. Just kind of have a day full of rivalry games. I'm sure that would be a, a lot of fun uh, for the TV viewers at home. But I'm just happy that this game is being played again. But as we've seen, you know, a Texas rivalry game in October does 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 well, too. So um, wherever the game is on the calendar, I, I think uh, Texas fans should be happy to have it back. I, I wouldn't mind if it's not on Thanksgiving just because I do like to have some um, family time um, during during the football season. But I, I'm sure uh, Greg Sankey and uh, all of our friends at the SEC really are not thinking about my personal schedule when they're making this decision. So I won't hold it against them if they do choose to put it on Thanksgiving. But um, speaking of Thanksgiving, uh, we know what Kirk's answer is not going to be. Uh, what is uh, what's your favorite Thanksgiving food. We got to we got to ask that question before we get out of here. What's going to be on everyone's table um, this weekend? Uh, and I guess uh, Kirk, where are you sending your leftover cranberry sauce to? Uh, anybody that wants it, uh, I don't know. Vicky may have it somewhere on the table. It won't appear on my plate. Uh, you know, I'm a turkey dressing, mashed potatoes guy. The holy trinity of Thanksgiving fair, <laughs> <laughs> and you know. I just need to keep as much room for that and some pie afterwards. So uh, I'm not in all the frilly stuff. And uh, and I don't know about you guys. I love Thanksgiving leftovers, too. I could eat that for five straight days, which is one reason we're throwing out a 20-pound turkey today. <laughs> EJ, what's uh, what's what's going to be at the Jones on the Jones family table? Oh, well, you know, it, my favorite thing about Thanksgiving, I, I like it all. And, and plus, I'm just going to say my wife does a nice little cranberry sauce with real cranberries, not that slippery thing that comes out of a can. The can, sir. The can. The, the yeah, pies, can man. Candy. I'm all about the pies. I'm all about the pumpkin pie, the pecan pie, the sweet potato pie. And I like having that pie for breakfast, like for the next week after Thanksgiving. Nice. That's nice. my holiday tradition, man. A cup of coffee and a piece of pie. Love Friday that. morning, Saturday morning, Sunday morning. Don't forget the whipped cream. Oh, I don't, man. I put it in my coffee and on the pie. There you go. Man <laughs> after my heart. <laughs> man, <laughs> said what's uh, what's going on in Tyler? What what's going to be? Uh, don't the, say the c the word. <laughs> well, no, we see a lot of you know my mom passed um, in in July, and it was her dressing was the the talk of the town. She would there would be people calling up and paying her money to fix them <laughs> her special dressing. So um, my nephew's going to attempt to make it. Uh, I'm not eating that, um, but um, <laughs> I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, the turkey, um, some, some potato salad um, and, and some, uh, you know, 
maybe some dressing if someone else wants to make it. it it'll have to be so, you know, my sister-in-law makes a good dressing. So um, it's, it's going to be, um, it's going to be different this year <clears throat> because my mom's not with us, but I give thanks for 57 uh, great dressing meals uh, on Thanksgiving. And um, her birthday's coming up on the 25th and uh, y'all know I miss her dearly. And um, Kirk um, had something in his nine things today, lost a classmate and um, love, yeah, cling to your loved ones and hug them tight because you just never know when it's the last time. So uh, giving thanks for family and friends. <clears throat> and, you know, I love you guys, too. Well said, said. Well said. Took me to follow up talking about pumpkin pie now, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm not a seamless transition, but I'll skip straight Sorry, to pumpkin pie. Sorry. I don't really think you can go wrong with uh really anything on the Thanksgiving table. Um my in-laws always always do it big and I'm definitely gonna gain more weight than I need to with the way that my body currently looks. But um I'm also with Kirk, you know, I think the leftovers is kind of where it's at on Friday. I'll definitely be opening up the fridge, taking out some turkey, taking out two slices of bread. Um, you know, if we have some Swiss cheese in there, that'll be great too. And I'm definitely putting some cranberry sauce in that sandwich too. And Show him, Daniel, tell him. I'm a, you know, I'm I'm big fan of the leftover turkey sandwiches. Those were those always always mm -hmm. hit. Those um are always always delicious, and I can't complain. I'm going to be eating well for for a few days because of Thanksgiving. It's uh the probably the best eating holiday. Uh, Jade, when we were talking to him yesterday, wasn't a huge fan of Thanksgiving. Was a uh, bigger fan of Christmas and, you know, mentioned his birthday is his, uh, which is coming up in a couple, couple days too, is his, uh, the, the next big holiday on the calendar. But for me, Thanksgiving always is always a good time for, for family and food. And I'll definitely be enjoying myself on Thursday and watching, watching some football as well as we get ready for, for football. But, you know, the football team is not the only one on, uh, on the calendar this week. There's some other stuff going on on around campus. So we're going to quickly fly through those so we can kind of get you prepped if you want to Root on some of the Longhorns, the Longhorn volleyball team, which is ranked fourth nationally. Um, they will be playing Texas Tech on Saturday as well. That's actually their regular season finale. Then the NCAA selection show is on Sunday um, night. We'll see if they can get a top four seed as they try to defend their national championship. Uh, Jared Elliott and his crew um, said, got to go see them last week. Um, Thomas has obviously been following them throughout the season and we'll see if they can make it back to back. Um, the women's basketball team ranked 12th in the AP poll this week. They are actually in the Virgin Islands for Thanksgiving, you know, tough break for, for Vic Schaefer, for Vic Schaefer and the ladies uh, having to spend, uh, if you're going to spend time away from the family, might as well spend it somewhere like the Virgin Islands. They'll be at the Paradise Jam tournaments, which starts actually on Thanksgiving, uh, play Arizona that Thursday night and play High Point on Friday, South Florida on Saturday before they come on home. And then the men's basketball team, they'll be in action on Sunday. They play Wyoming. They are ranked 15th um, in the AP poll um, to split their two games up in New York City where Thomas is currently at. So yeah, that's kind of what's going on around campus. Obviously the big game is on Friday night, Texas versus Texas Tech over at DKR, 6.30. ABC, if you want to watch it on TV, we'll be there. We hope to see you out there too. Um, we hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. Thanks for watching us um, on YouTube, the website, listening to us wherever you get your podcast. Uh, we're thankful for y'all. Um, we're thankful for family. And yeah, we'll see y'all down the road. Deuces. Love you guys. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. 
Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.